Welcome back to Faith FM. I am Chapo. And I'm Bethany. And we are The Marriage Project. And what do we do on The Marriage Project? We talk about biblical wisdom and how that translates. Biblical wisdom for marriage and how it translates into real life. Yes, it's been a while because we are officially back. Now, people might not have realised that we went anywhere because... We've had a couple of repeats. We've had a couple of repeats, but we are back. What happened? What happened was you had a lovely time of leave. I did. I took some long service leave. I um I transitioned churches, so I left a church that we loved very much and have started at a church that I am loving very much as well. But in between that, we had a big break. Or at least I had a big break. You had a small break. <laughs> yeah. But I had a better nine-week break. And yeah. um, so, yeah, during that time, we kind of just relaxed. So, I relaxed and tried to get some work done on the house, but all the rain made it almost impossible. And uh, here we are. We are back. back. So, yes, and it's great to be with you all today. Yeah. So, if you are used to tuning in at this time and thinking, oh, I've already heard that, well, guess what? You haven't heard this one. <laughs> <laughs> so, right. what are we going to talk about today? So, today I wanted to talk about something that I saw on Netflix in the ads. And I haven't actually watched the show, I will admit, but I have looked it up and looked at the promo and what it's all about and some of the content. Okay. And it's called, get this, Marriage or Mortgage, and it came out in March 2021 on Netflix. Um, basically, the premise of the show is that a couple goes on the show and it's like, hi, I'm John, and hi, I'm Sylvia, and we're so in love. And then the there's two people that meet with them. There's a realtor and a wedding planner. And the two people take them on these adventures, show them all the things they've ever dreamed of and compete for their business. And at the end of the show, they have to decide, what are you going to choose? Your dream house that the real estate agent has showed you or your dream wedding that we can fit into your budget that the wedding right. planner has showed you? So today we're reviewing Netflix shows. <laughs> Not entirely, but I wanted to talk about that idea because um, it really fascinated me that we live in a world where people feel like they have to choose. Okay. It makes me think of that ad for the tacos where they're like, soft tacos or hard tacos. Why not both? Like, why not both? Why not both? And I do like to have both together. Of tacos? Tacos. You do? That's a soft, hard taco, a bit of refried beans in between the tortilla and the hard shell, and then the filling in the middle. It's a great time. Guys, Chapo has got his taco making down to an art, and he's figured it out. Yeah. So, one of the things which I thought was pretty crazy was there was a few things that couples were talking about of their weddings that they wanted to have that was their dream wedding. One of them was a ranch dressing fountain. That sounds disgusting. That sounds good or gross? That's gross. Yeah, I think like so. Like I've heard of a chocolate fountain. I've heard of a cheese fountain, you know, with the lick, like the, the Fondue. Like queso cheese fountain, yeah. stuff like yes. that. But ranch dressing, that sounds revolting. Yeah. I'm not um, a fan of ranch. But no, they chose the ranch fountain over their dream home. And <laughs> there was also people who wanted the perfect dress, people who wanted a really fancy cake. And there was even one couple who sat there having a bit of a giggle together saying, oh, well, we really want to have a better wedding than any of our friends' weddings that we have been to. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So it really showed the commercial side of weddings. And I guess we live in an age where there is a real industry when it comes to weddings, hey? Oh, 100%. And we found that when we got married, that as soon as you say, I'm booking such and such and it's for a wedding, it's like, Add ten percent, twenty percent, fifty percent to the 100% price. Hundred percent of the price. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's double. It's, it's much more expensive now. We live in a very interesting time of Earth's history to be living in. In the uh, well, we're not quite post COVID yet, but we're still 
you know, it's the world has changed a lot during COVID. Now, as ministers, one of the things that we do, and one of the best parts of our job is that we get to participate in people's weddings. We do premarital mm. counselling. We officiate wedding ceremonies. We get to be a part of something that is really, really special in people's lives. And 2020 was a very hard year for people to get married. And there's a number of weddings that we had to do for people where their plans had to change drastically, where their dates had to get getting pushed back or rapidly brought forward based on what different um, uh, requirements the government expected on weddings and so forth. So we learned a lot about weddings in this time. Yeah. And one of the things that I guess surprised me was that people have all these grand ideas and plans and savings and budgets and things that they thought were essential. And then as soon as COVID hit and the number of people that you had changed or the num- the type of activities that you had changed, if you weren't allowed to have dancing or the type of venue you were allowed to have a wedding in, people began to realise what actually is essential for a wedding. What Like, I really want to be married to my significant other. What do I need? Yeah. It was, yeah, it was interesting to watch people quickly um, sacrifice things that they had planned because they said, you know what? We wanted all this stuff to happen. We wanted to have all these people. We wanted this specific thing. But the most important thing is that we get to celebrate each other. And, and we participated in some very simple but very beautiful wedding ceremonies because people realised that more important than all of the flair was that we are going to be joined as mm. one. Mm. And so that was really cool. So, yeah, that's, I guess, an interesting take when thinking about this show that I haven't seen yet and you'll probably watch it. doesn't sound like my kind of thing. <laughs> you um, would not I, like it. I would not like it. Um, um, yeah, and I just I thought, like, even, like, the simple weddings that we have done during the COVID period, like, there's been an ability to still celebrate that unique couple to tailor the wedding to them, to celebrate their relationship, their love together, to acknowledge who they are, and to include some really special things that make it memorable as well. Like none of that was lost, even though the bigness and the grandness of it was lost, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, That's really cool. Yeah. So what else, like where else are we going? So this Netflix show, you know, which are you going to choose, your dream home or your dream wedding day? Yeah. Um, How does that relate to anything biblical? (laughs) All right, so I guess what really struck me was that it just had these two things that are really important to so many people in our culture, in our modern lives, and yet I was thinking, well, number one, are weddings and houses the two most important things to us as people of faith or not? And then how do we talk about that as well? Yeah. So something that I saw a lot of people commenting about this show on Twitter was people were saying, I can't believe you chose a ranch fountain over your dream home. What an idiot. <laughs> and then I was just like, and somebody had commented, you know, your wedding is a day, but your home is going to last forever. So first of all, chaps, do homes last forever? Um, no. No. <laughs> no, no, they certainly don't. And um, we have really sadly seen that they don't this week absolutely. in Australia. In yes, New that's South right. Wales. So we have um, just experienced a, a, a very severe front of weather that has caused major flooding in parts of the country that are very special to me. Being someone who grew up in Taree and Port Macquarie, both both towns that I spent a lot of my life growing up in, um, they have been absolutely devastated by floodwaters and we saw a house actually float down the river on the news. And that was in your hometown in Tyree, wasn't it? Was. it? We yeah. went to school. Yeah. yeah. And it really struck me because actually the couple in that 
um, who had that house float down the river, they were actually meant to get married that same the day weekend that their as house well. floated away. So, yeah. so if they were on this show, they would have gotten to choose neither their and wedding would, day or their house. And they would maybe tell us a really sad story about how they lost the wedding and their home. Both. But they don't. When the couple was interviewed, they spoke about how, you know, we would have loved to have had a great wedding today and we loved our house, but how much better is it that we are still both okay and we're mm. together? Mm. Um, yeah. And that's the thing that I thought of as well. Um, it's coming up for you and I, chaps, 12 months since we lost a really good friend in a motorbike accident. Yeah. Life happens and you can spend all of your time investing in a dream wedding or investing in a dream house and the rug can be just pulled out from underneath you so fast. And we see that in scripture and we see that in real life as well. Like the story of Job, like he had everything that you could imagine and he was so wealthy and he was so blessed and then yet his life crumbled, but he still had his faith in God. And so I really believe that as believers, it's really important to remember that relationships are the most important thing and our relationship with God is the most important thing over and above all of the things that we could spend our money on. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, so we're going to take a break soon, but when we come back, we're going to talk more about a wedding day mm-hmm. and how much a wedding day is important, but how it compares to the things that matter most. We're going to talk more about having a dream home and having a house and how that compares to the things that matter the most. Um, but right now, we're going to listen to a song. We're going to um, hear three chords by Josh Cunningham, and we'll be back soon here on Faith FM. We'll follow your heart is what they say. I know that if I do. I'll be following something I can't know Deceitful and untrue I couldn't love you if I tried I couldn't find a way Unless my heart is led by God I'll only go astray If we want to be one heart, one flesh One instead of two There's got to be three cords woven God and me and you If our hearts burn within us with the fire that consumes Only then can we say I love you Well God is love, He gives to us a priceless gift that's free He gave Himself, He gave His all unconditionally I want to love you like He does, Lord Give me eyes to see The only way I can is if You live inside of me If we want to be one heart, one flesh One instead of two There's got to be three cords woven God and me and you If our hearts burn within us with The fire that consumes Only then Say I love you well, Love is kind, love never fails It ain't boastful, proud or rude It bears all things, believes all things Rejoices in the truth and Love will never seek her own Love's patient, love endures And if we want love like that Is what we'll have to do Wanna be one heart, one flesh, one instead of two. There's gotta be three cords woven, God and me and you. If our hearts burn within us with the fire that consumes, 
only then can we say I love you. Tightly stronger than the grave. What God has joined together now, let no one separate. This love is forever, yeah, it's for eternity. Cause the wellspring of our love is the one who is and was and will. And if we wanna be one heart, one flesh, one instead of two, there's gotta be three cords woven, God and me and you. If our hearts burn within us with the fire that consumes, only then can we say I love you. Cause the love of God is the only love that's true. And I love you with a love that's true Welcome back. You're tuned in to Faith FM and you're listening to Bethany and Chapa on The Marriage Project. Today, we've been talking about marriages and mortgages and which one's better to have in your life. Well, weddings and mortgages. Marriages <laughs> and mortgages. Oh, well, the show's called Marriage and Mortgage. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah, My sorry. bad. You have it. He hasn't actually been aware of this show. I just thought it was crazy. And I was like, we should talk about this on our okay. show. <laughs> All right. So yes. let's talk a bit about the wedding side of it. Yeah. And we've okay. talked about weddings before. We've talked about our wedding. We've talked about uh, the crazy amount of money we spend on weddings and stuff like that. Let's get into that a little bit more. Okay. So this is probably a really great thing if somebody's not yet married or thinking about marriage or even living in a long-term relationship and thinking, well, oh, it's just so much money. Why Why should I bother getting married when I'm already living with the person that I love? And it's a lot of effort as well. Yeah. Yeah. So let's talk weddings. Um, I just want to say that Jesus celebrated weddings and went to weddings and attended weddings. He attended weddings. He attended funerals. He was there for all of the significant moments in people's lives because he lived with Did people. Did he attend funerals? Every funeral he attended, he busted it up with the resurrection. I, like, I guess you the could guy say you he ruined funerals. Funeral. Sorry? Yeah. Would you say it's ruining the funeral? He, really he ruined the, the funeral the in the great way. But anyway, yeah. <laughs> but yes, he did attend weddings as well. Let's not get sidetracked here with a yeah. whole uh, First Corinthians 15 <laughs> breakdown. Right, anyway. So what I wanted to talk about was John chapter 2. Now, in John chapter 2, we find the story of the wedding of Cana. Okay. And in the wedding at Cana, it's actually the very first time that Jesus performs a miracle. Um, and I love how they depict this on the, the chosen. 
Oh, yeah, how fantastic yeah, is it? It's beautiful. If you have not seen The Chosen, I recommend downloading the app. Is that yeah, how it works? You can works? view it through the app. You download the app from the App Store on either the Google one or the Apple one, and you can stream the whole series. It's a series of uh, short the uh, story of, episodes. The stories of the life of Christ. <laughs> stories of the life of Jesus. It's amazing. And it is brilliant. But the way that they depict the wedding at Cana from John Chapter 2 is Excellent. It's yeah. phenomenal. And so Jesus really understood that weddings were an important milestone for human beings. He understood that weddings were an important ritual and a celebration and that we need to have those moments of celebration and ritual and remembering so that when we live our lives, we can look back on them with joy. Yeah. And it's really important to have those moments. Um, you know, if you, if you talk to a counsellor, often they'll say to you, can you remember a significant time in your life when you felt joy, when you felt happy, when you felt good, when you felt proud? And having those moments, those milestones that we can look back on actually help us to shape who we are as a person, our identity, and the way that we relate to the future. And when we're struggling to have something to look back on as well. Yeah. How good is it, chaps, when we have a chance to watch our marriage video or look at our wedding photos stuff from our wedding day, especially when we're talking to other couples or young couples who are intending to marry. Yeah. It's really, what's the word? Like it drives us to feel like, hey, remember when we got married? Oh, and it's very, um, is convicting the right word? For, yeah. For this kind of experience. So, like, for example, um, when we watch our wedding video, we remember the things that we committed to. We remember the things that we said yes to, and then it causes us to evaluate, am I actually still saying yes to those things? And it's a real challenging thing for, am I loving you the way that I promised that I would love you on that day? So, it's really important. And for me, whenever I'm preparing a sermon, you know, because no one is going to remember the stuff that we say on a wedding day. They're just like googly eyes at the how beautiful the dress is and all that kind of stuff, and with the groom cries and... That's what they're looking at. They don't, they're not there to hear a great sermon <laughs> from us. <laughs> but I carefully try to say the things, not for the people on the day, but for when that couple goes back and watches their video five years later to think, am I still doing that? Am I still making this a priority and investing in those things? Mm. Um, so, how many times have we watched our wedding video? Not much, eh? No, like just two when or you three were saying times. it, it sounded like we always watch our wedding video. <laughs> But we do not. But it is important to have those moments where you can look back and reflect on. And it's actually really important to have that positive history in a relationship so that you can still remember the reason why you love each other, the reason why you got together, and all of that happiness as life gets more normal and ordinary down the track as well. Yes. Um. So Jesus performed his first ever miracle at a wedding. And what was the miracle, chat? The water into wine. Yeah, that's right. And it's really quite funny, actually, because his mum kind of pressures him into making the wine. Come on, mum. Get off my case. Yeah. She really bugs him and she's like, make it happen. These people need you. Um, But that really um, shows me that Jesus understood the status around weddings, what it meant to have a wedding, what it means to host, what it means to have everybody come over and to be the host and looking after everybody as well, because there is a social pressure on hosting a wedding that you do feel. Definitely. Yeah. And that can be open to exploitation, which you can see in the modern age with everything being marked up price-wise. Yeah, and, and therefore it can lead to competition between people where it's just like, oh, I don't want to have the cheap wedding. You know, my friend had the awesome wedding. I can't invite people to 
to my wedding after they've been to my friend's wedding, which was so great and blah, blah, blah. Because mm. we spend a lot of money on weddings in this country. That's right. So in Australia, the average wedding costs $36,000. Yeah, well. That's big money. And according to Money Smart survey, 82% of couples dipped into their savings to pay for their wedding and another 60% got a loan and 18% used a credit card. Now, if that's the average amount, that means that there are many couples who are going well, well above that and some and that some are going less. quite quite below. But yeah. that's yeah, that's still a very significant amount of money. It is a significant amount of money when you think about the fact that it's one day. Yeah. Probably not even 24 hours of that one day. Like not, not using all of the hours in a day. So I would like to recommend that people don't go into debt for a day. We went into a bit of debt for our wedding, didn't we? Yeah, we did. Yeah. So we can't speak with too much So authority. we can't say, hey, don't do it and do what we did. Yeah, do what we say, not what we do. <laughs> but um, it's really, really important that you have some perspective on that. And that kind of a figure is really huge burden to carry with you into a new relationship and into a new family situation That's as right. well. Yeah. Because yeah. I, I, something that you asked me earlier today was, can you think of anything that we still have or that we still use from <laughs> our wedding day, yeah. which we did spend a lot of money and go into debt for? Can you? Well, our wedding rings, neither of us have lost those. That's true. Yeah. We should, that's pretty good. Like we're going on 12 years of marriage and we've still got the same wedding rings. That's a big deal. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> and Like I have lost it a few times, but found it you know, again, so yeah. that's good. I've still got my wedding dress in a box from after the dry cleaner cleaned it and boxed it for me. Yeah. I haven't put it on. No. Then- um, I've still got my suit, but it stopped fitting me like 10 and a half years ago. I had my shoes, my shoes from the wedding I wore. They were like my preaching shoes. I wore them every week until I lost them somewhere between uh, Newcastle and Inverell on the Did road. Did you leave where- them at someone's house? <laughs> no, no. I I got, I, I'd preached and I pulled over somewhere to get changed out of my suit and I think <laughs> I left them there on the side of the road. So, someone oh. found this ginormous pair of dress shoes because I've got large feet <laughs> on the side of the road. Do you reckon they So, that was really sad. They were great shoes. <laughs> Do you reckon they put them on? I don't know. I'm I don't just know. imagining I hope so. the mystery of the shoes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. But what else? Probably nothing. So, I've still got my shoes. Per- I've worn them one time. Yep. And I don't wear high heels anymore because we have three children and it's ridiculous trying to run after them in high heels. Then, yeah, like. Yeah. Lot, anyway. I'm trying to think. I'm racking my brain. And I'm like, uh, nothing. Yeah, all those so, candle stands are gone or the um, the table settings. I don't even know what happened to those. Like All of the decorations all of and the, the cards and the crafts and the outfits and we ate the food and it's done now. It's done now. It's That's, so done. It's so done. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, it's a big deal. Yeah. And would we do things differently now after being married for 12 years looking back? So... Do you want to tell everyone, chaps, how many people did we invite to our wedding? I do want to tell them that, but let's wait until after the break. Okay. Because that's a, that, that, that's a good thing. So um, we're going to have another song now. We're going to listen to The Puzzle by Mercy River. You're listening to Faith FM. We'll be back soon. Me and you, we are two pieces from different puzzles. Where you bend, I curve. Where you straight, I swerve. It's easy to feel like we're the most mismatched in the universe But God gave me your heart He told me to keep it safe Cause building love is hard Because we are such different shapes But oh my favorite part of the puzzle 
that he's the missing piece that makes us fit. You and me, we're a masterpiece that's under construction. When we make mistakes, honey, let's retrace. Let's reassemble when we fall out of place. Cause God gave me your heart. He told me to keep it safe. Cause building love is hard. Because we are such different shapes. But oh my favorite part of the puzzle is this. That he's the missing piece. Such different shapes, but oh, my favorite part of the puzzle is this that he's the missing piece that makes us fit. listening to Faith FM. Welcome back to The Marriage Project. You're listening to Bethany and Chapo's here with me and we've been talking about marriages and mortgages. Yes, that's show. right. Bethany had this idea about this Netflix show that is about to premiere called Marriages or Mortgages. It's on Netflix right It's now. on Netflix already. Yeah. yeah. And it's about a realtor and a marriage planner. Wedding planner. Wedding planner. Yep. So, wedding planner. <laughs> um, creating their dream home or the dream wedding day for a couple and then making them choose which one are they going to pick, the, the dream home or the dream wedding. Yes. Yep. And we've been talking about why, in general, that whole idea is kind of flawed. Yeah. And I've been thinking about it as we've been discussing so far, that I wish that we could be the third option to have like not just the dream wedding day, not just the dream home, but the dream marriage where we're saying, forget about the, what was it? A ranch dressing um, fondue or fountain, fountain yes. or, or forget about the, the spa and the deck. How about invest your money in great premarital counseling or good relationship therapy or having shared goals or having shared parenting? You know what I'm saying? Like having a lifelong loving relationship where you, care for one of those knees and respect one another as opposed to just having the flashy stuff. Mm. Can I get on the show? Can I be a third you, option? Do you want me to write an email I don't and see know. if they write back? Maybe I'm not attractive enough for TV. Maybe that's why I'm on the radio. That is what they say about people on radio, <laughs> chaps. That right. is what they say. So the Bible has some wisdom that I'd love to look at because you just talked about having a lifelong marriage. And the Bible talks about marriage as being a lifelong commitment that we make to another person. Yeah. So come check it out. It is. Where are we going? 
Matthew chapter 19, verse 6. <laughs> oh, yeah, okay. I was lost. No, I'm going to share that verse. So, Matthew 19, verse 6, it says, So then they are no longer two, but one flesh. Therefore, what God has joined together, let no man separate. And I think that's a really awesome verse. That's about Jesus talking, and he's talking about marriage, and he says, What God's joined together, let no man separate. Jesus intended that marriage should be for an entire lifetime. That's right. Yeah, that's right. Um, and the other thing as well is that I've got a scripture here as yeah, well. Yeah, go for it. And it is in Song of Solomon's chapter 8 and verses 6 to 8. Song of Solomon's chapter 8, verse 6 to 8. It says, Place me like a seal over your heart. Set me like a seal on your arm. For love is strong as death. It's jealousy, as enduring as the grave. Love flashes like fire, the brightest kind of flame. Many waters cannot quench love, nor can rivers drown it. If a man tried to buy love with all of his wealth, his offer would be utterly scorned. Man, I love that. That love last bit. flashes like fire. That's so cool. I love that bit. Like you, you can't, doesn't matter how much money you have, you can't buy this. And. That's awesome. And yeah. I, it reminds me of Aladdin, how the genie says to him, you can have three wishes, but I can't make anyone fall in love with you. Yeah. And that's what he really, <laughs> really like, wants. Yeah. He's a princess to fall in love with him. Yeah. But, but uh, that's it. like you can have the flashiest wedding day and you can have the most beautiful home, but having genuine love with your spouse is something that you just cannot pay for. And it is priceless. It is priceless to love and to be loved Yeah. in a deep, intimate knowing of another person. Now, before we took a break, you said that you were going to tell us about the foolish amount of people that we invited to our wedding. Oh, yeah. We promised them that we were going to tell them, so we better tell them. Yep. So, how many people did we invite to our wedding, babe? 300. That's so sad. Yeah. And how many people came to our wedding? 200. Okay. That was par- partly because we put our wedding on a Friday because we wanted people to say no, so we didn't offend them by not inviting them. But Can we, you uh, remember what the other thing was that we did? To in hopes that people wouldn't come. Oh, we got no. all these envelopes and we prayed over them, and then we put them in the the um, mailbox and we prayed that the Lord would give people a reason not to come to <laughs> because our wedding. We couldn't afford to feed them all. <laughs> we prayed that they wouldn't make it. I remember that now. We were so stupid. <laughs> and, this, and this was a wedding without any children. Yeah, and a dry wedding as well. We didn't have any alcohol. Yeah. And it was still significantly expensive and a lot of people. And I know that we invited people that we weren't really that close to because we didn't want to offend this person and that person. We had to invite this person because we'd invited that person. Yeah. I know there were people that we invited because now, if you, if my you dad list- said, yeah. you have to invite this family member. Now, if you were listening and you were at our wedding, you're not one of those people. You, certainly. You are certainly one of the like the first tier guests, just Special. to be clear. <laughs> but it was, yeah, we, yeah, it was foolish. And I know there can be a lot of shame in weddings from people mm. who want to have the big wedding like their friend did. And they're like, I can't have a wedding where I've got to make people pay for their own food because at the, my friend's wedding that we went to two months ago, they paid for everyone and they had a massive smorgasbord and things like that. Whereas, like I was saying, COVID taught us that whatever you have to do to be able to have that special day have that ceremony, but after that, be called husband and wife is good enough. Yeah. So, And we've been to all sorts of weddings. Hey, babe, we've been to all sorts of weddings. We've been to weddings where we've had to pay for the food before we went and we've yep. deposited money into the bride and groom's bank account. We've been to weddings where 
we've like there's only been family and us and we're like um I'm not related. I'm the pastor. Nice to meet you. Yeah. Um, we've been to weddings where it is huge and fancy and you wonder how on earth it was afforded because you were just like, shivers, I didn't know they were this rich. Um, we've been to all sorts. Of, we've been to weddings that were a barbecue in the backyard afterwards. Yes. And all of them have been okay. All of them have been legitimate weddings and you can say they got married that day. That's right. And I think it's really important to remember that despite what your mother-in-law says or who, whether, whether your family's dramatic or who thinks they need to be invited or what needs to happen or what your dream has been since you were 12 years old, the goal isn't to be a Disney princess. The goal is to be a married person. Yeah, I totally agree. Now, I want to ask you a question okay. um, because this can be a big deal. What about the size of the diamond? Oh, that can be a big deal, can't it? Yeah. And these days I think there's more ways around it, hey, like than when we got engaged. Oh, because you can get like um, synthetically harvested diamonds and stuff like that. Yeah. That's what we're talking about. Yeah, yeah. stuff yeah. like that. <laughs> or you can um, get like a another kind of stone and it's totally yeah. everyone's a bit more trendy these days. Yeah. So traditional. Well, traditionally, I can't remember how much. Do you remember how much many months wages it's supposed to be that a guy no. has to spend on a ring? No. Well, Chapo spent his scholarship money for uni on my engagement. <laughs> yeah, it was my sponsorship money from my future employer that they gave me for my studies. I used that to buy an engagement <laughs> ring. So, and but, um, yeah, and thanks, every, bosses. And you bought me a lovely diamond. Um, every now and again, I'm like, oh, we could go bigger on this, but I'm also <laughs> just like, it's the one that you gave me, yeah. and I love that. And the other thing as well is that. Financially now, we are in a different place than we were when we were both a couple of kids who wanted nothing more than to be married people and start our life together. And so 12 years on, the ring that you would buy me now that you would save up to buy me might be a different ring than what you were going to buy me with money that you didn't have when you're on Centrelink as well. And that's really important to remember is that what you have to give, if you're giving it from the heart, is an okay thing. That's right. Yeah. And some, like, I know that my brother-in-law, I reckon he was real scared to propose to my sister because he was so worried about not doing it right. And they stayed in a de facto relationship for ages because she wanted the flashy. She wanted the big deal. She made such a big deal out of it that it was almost like he was paralysed to do Because there was so much pressure to get it right that he didn't want to do the wrong thing. Yeah, and it doesn't have to be the hot air balloons and the diamond that's going to weigh your hand down and all of those things. It can still be beautiful and it can still be meaningful and it can still be yours if it's different. This is something I've spoken about before as well, but the whole idea of the amount of money and effort that we pour into that one day, but the reality that after that day, people often forget or just don't think it's important to invest money and time into the result of that day, which is the marriage. Yeah. There's, you, you can spend $10,000 on a ring, but you're not willing to spend $100 on couples therapy to just keep things moving along, you know, smoothly and well. Mm. Um, mm. Yeah, that's significant. And scripture is clear that when we get married, when we love another person, it's meant to last a lifetime. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Well, we need to take a break. We're going to listen to a song. What song are we listening to? <gasps> We're listening to a song from my friend, Melissa Otto. I know what love is. We'll be back soon here on Faith FM. I know what love is and I want it. I know what love is and I need it. So when I'm deprived, I get tired. 
think that's just the way I feel wired I know how it speaks, I know how it treats me I know it's touch and I need it so much I know it's smile, I know the look in its eyes I know that it's patient, I know that it's kind And I need you I know what love is and I need it so When I'm deprived I get tired I think that's just the way I feel wired I know it believes, I know the hope that it sees I know it will give its life for me I know its voice and what is lovely to me Though nothing's stronger it sounds like a melody And I need you, love And I miss you, love How I need you, love And I miss you, love Tell me, how do we let you go? 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 Welcome back to Faith FM. You are here with Chapa and Bethany and you are listening to The Marriage Project where we talk about biblical wisdom for marriage and how that applies to real life. And we have been talking about marriages and mortgages. And we've just spent a bit of time talking about weddings and we've been talking about our wedding. Our wedding was really big. Our wedding was so big that there was no room for a dance floor because we had so many bodies in the room. Yep. There was, it would not have been allowed under any COVID restrictions. <laughs> <laughs> oh, our wedding was a, anyway, I don't want to get into it. It was a, it was a big day. I want to say as well that there, and I say this to couples when they're preparing for marriage is that there is going to be something that goes wrong on your wedding day. And no if doubt, absolutely. I'm sure that our listeners would be able to think of something that went wrong on their wedding day if they're a married person. If you're planning to be married, know that something will go wrong. It could be something small. It could be an absolute disaster. But That's right. you'll still be married that, at the uh, end of the day. I will say this to couples as we're working and we're planning, heading towards their wedding day and making the plans and laying out the program. I'll say that if none of this goes the way it was supposed to, as long as at the end of this day you are husband and wife, it has been a success. You know, you, someone might not show up. The, the the kid might lose the rings. Said that you've the food might get cold, or the caterer might get stuck in a flood. Everything could go wrong, but it's okay. As long as at the end of that day you are husband and wife, it is a success. I did a doozy of one. Um, was that in the other month when I just did a wedding, my most recent wedding? Oh, right. I thought you were talking about our wedding when you were an hour oh, and a like, half late. Stop talking no. about our wedding. Okay. okay. No, this is the, the wedding that I did. Yes. For, I officiated for a couple. And I accidentally said the groom's name with the bride's last name <gasps> instead of his last name in the vows. And, like, as a pastor, I'm always just like, don't say any family members' names wrong. Like, that is the one thing that you try not to do at a wedding and a funeral, and I did that. You did it bad. And you know what? 
they're married right now. Yeah. They've got a beautiful little baby and they're loving each other and they're planning to love each other for the rest of their lives. So even though I said the wrong thing, yep. they're still loving each yep. other. You even stuffed the up their paperwork. <laughs> I did. I had to go <laughs> after they got back from their honeymoon be like, I missed a signature. <laughs> but they're married. They're so married. It, was a, it was a success. Yep. It was a great success. Yep. And so change your terms of what it means to have a successful wedding. Couldn't agree more. Yeah. Change your terms of what it means to have a successful wedding, whether that means planning different, whether that means saving instead of going into debt, whether that means going small, going cheaper, having it in a church. A lot of people don't know this. Pastors are often cheaper than marriage celebrants. Uh, We are free. Seventh-day Adventist ministers will do your wedding for free. You want a free wedding? Look up the Seventh-day Adventist church in the phone book and we will do it for free. That is correct. I don't believe in charging for weddings because it is something that I am happy to give to people because I'm already salaried That's as right. a pastor. Yep. Um, other things like have it in a hall, find something that you can decorate yourself, find as many things that you can do yourself and um, just whatever you can cut, whatever's not necessary, do that too. Because 10 years on, you look back and you don't remember all those things that you've really were worried about. You won't you fit into your wedding pants or your dress. You <laughs> yeah. won't remember exactly what the food was I that you I wish I fitted into my wedding suit still. <laughs> and you won't have that much to show for it except for how well you've been loving one another over time. That's right. Yeah, that's 100% exactly agree. right. All right, so something that I want to advise people, and this is a cool story from our wedding, if you don't mind me sharing another story from our wedding. Okay. We're going to talk about houses still, so. I know. Okay. I've got this one last thing. Pray over your plans. So Proverbs chapter 16 verse 3 says this. It says, commit your actions to the Lord and your plans will succeed. I really believe it is so important, even in the small stuff, that we pray and we commit what we're doing to the Lord. And that's what we did in our crazy sending out of invitations, hoping that people would come. But do you want to share about when you got your wedding ring and your wedding suit? Oh, I'm sure I've shared that before, but I'll share it again. Look, it was a friend told us to pray about our wedding. After she got married. Who was it? Danuta. Yeah, right. That's right. Yeah. 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 And she said, just yeah. pray because so many things happened for us that were, I would say, miraculous because we couldn't afford it and we didn't know what to do. So, so we, that's right. So we were heading to Sydney from Kurumbong in my VH Commodore yes. and we pulled over on the side of the road at Kurumbong Park and we prayed together that God would just bless our plans as we went to try to find things that we could afford for our special day. And we had a shopping list. We did. Of wedding items. And we got to, oh, what part of Sydney? Charlestown. No. Chatswood? Chatswood. That's right. We went to direction. Chatswood and I'm a bit of a stress head and the traffic was really bad and I don't cope with Sydney driving very well, uh, particularly back in those days where there was no GPSs and there was no air conditioning in my car. And like no that. judgment, dude. I don't even drive down so there. So I just, I freaked out and I said, we just need to stop. We just need to pull over somewhere and get something to eat and I'll have a deep breath and then we can start again. So we stopped at Chatswood and right there, the first thing we walked past was a jeweler. And that we was went in shutting and down. It, they were having a closing down sale mm. and I got my wedding ring for, it was something like 65 or 70% off and it was exactly what I'd wanted. It was like perfect, exactly what I wanted. Mm. And then we went into the food court. Next to the food court, there was a, a men's wear store and I saw a, a suit that I really liked and I was like, oh, I bet that one's way too expensive because of the the style and the colour, and it turned out that it was 50% off and I tried it on and they had all the sizes for all my groomsmen there in the store and uh, I tried the shoes on. Because I said these would go well. And I said, how much are they? Oh, they're 50% off as well. So, like, I got everything for well under budget than what we budgeted. And 
I can only attribute it to the fact that we prayed, that um, I think the Holy Spirit had a hand in helping me not cope as I was driving through the city <laughs> traffic. Maybe the traffic was a little bit more intense than it should have been on that particular <laughs> afternoon because everything just went so just incredible. Like we were just left gobsmacked of just how we, in a short moment of time, had everything catered for to what we could afford. And this was in the middle of making phone calls to America as well because two of your groomsmen were in America. Yeah. And we so weren't sure if there'd be did, enough of those particular items in the menswear store that were on sale, but the girl managed to get them all in in the right size. It was pretty yeah. phenomenal. And Excellent. we really can't attribute it to anything except for that in that moment God was really looking after us. So submit your plans to the Lord and he will take care of you. Yeah. And I believe in that in so many areas of our lives, even the ordinary stuff. All right. You want to talk about houses? I do. Tell me about a house. Well, <laughs> well, because the, the show is called Marriages or Mortgages and it's about having the dream house, right? Is a dream house going to make your life more awesome as a couple? What does the Bible say about that? <laughs> well, I don't have the... Do you have the text right on you? I'm going to get it. There's one in Proverbs. There's two in Proverbs, actually. And it talks about... Scripture in general talks about how when we get married... It should be a lifelong commitment of learning to love one another well. That's right. And, you know, we're not perfect at it, but we're growing in it every day. So Proverbs 21 verse 9 says, It's better to dwell in a corner of a housetop than than in a house shared with a contentious woman. Or in other translations, it says it's better to live on the corner of your roof than in a house with a a quarrelsome wife. Um, (laughs) Now, I think that's given it's. Bit of a bad rap on the wife there because men can enough. also be difficult and hard to live with. But it's, it doesn't matter how nice your house is. It doesn't matter how beautiful your deck is, how wonderful your kitchen is, if your fridge talks to you and makes ice, if you have a spa bath. It's irrelevant because you'd be better off on the roof of a house than living in that house with someone that you don't love well and doesn't love you back. Yes, and there's another one as well which is of a similar vein in Proverbs that okay. I've in Proverbs 21.9, and it says better to live in the desert than with a quarrelsome wife. Yeah, so so not better, even the corner, just like go. Just, just get go out. out. <laughs> not even near the house. Just go and live in the sand because you'd be better off in the sand than living in your dream home <laughs> if you don't have a dream relationship. Water, hygiene, doesn't matter. Yeah. Your relationship's terrible. That's right. <laughs> yeah. So this is the thing. So I was having a conversation with some some friends of mine late one night yeah, a couple of months ago and they were talking about their houses and all the renovations they've done to their houses and how they have walk-in wardrobes and I said oh well we, we don't have a walk-in wardrobe and I got a lot of flack for that because they said what you you haven't given Bethany a walk-in wardrobe yet what are you doing you've got to provide for your wife she needs a walk-in wardrobe like this, this is not okay and I felt a little bit sad like I was a bit like I got really beat up in that conversation because I had not provided for you a walk-in wardrobe yet yeah, and when you told me about this, I was like, what? <laughs> I Like, it's not even on the top of my list of priorities of things that I wish that you would do for me yeah. at all. At because all. The, like, I, yeah, I the, mean, it's a nice idea. The, yeah, it would be lovely. <laughs> it would also be nice to have, like, a garage that doesn't leak. It would be nice to have a kitchen that doesn't leak as well. Like, there's so many things. It would things. be nice to have a house with enough room so that our children could each have their own bedroom instead of having to share a room. Yeah. Th- It'd be nice to have two toilets. <laughs> I know. <laughs> but it is better that we love each other well. We got our house because we prayed and prayed and prayed for a house and for months. And then this house came and it was the one that was right for us and the, where we've made a home. Should we talk more about houses after the break? We should. Okay. All right. Uh, we are going to hear another song. We are listening to Love Will Never Fail by Porter's Gate.
And we'll be back with you soon here on Faith FM. Love is patient, love is kind. It has no arrogance or pride. It seeks the good of others first. It keeps no record of wrong or hurt. It finds no joy in wickedness. back to Faith FM. You're listening to The Marriage Project with Bethany and Chapo and we're talking about marriage or mortgage and we've been discussing why not both or maybe do you even need to have the dream house or the perfect wedding in order to have a great marriage? And we've been advocating for the fact that no, you don't. That as much as a beautiful wedding day is something that's nice, as much as having an amazing house is nice, having a great marriage is better. 
yeah. investing in your love for one another, your friendship, your relationship, your children, your family is way more important than having the nice stuff or the nice day. Mm, because love is the thing that can't be taken away from us by debt or financial trouble or hardship. Love is the thing that perseveres no matter what happens in life. And love is the thing that gets us through the hard times that we have as well when yeah, we face right. them. So talking about the house thing, I remember when we were shopping for a house and <gasps> oh, it was it was painful. Nightmare. It was months and months of getting knocked back because we were just outside of the price bracket. And the sad reality is that when we would meet with the real estate agents, he said that at least 50% of his work is selling houses after a family has broken up. Mm. That that's the reason why people sell homes is because their marriage has fallen apart. Mm. So it, having the nice house doesn't mean that you're going to have a nice life. Yeah. Um which is which is a real bummer. That Where is really true. I spoke about our house and how I haven't yet acquired for you a walk-in wardrobe. I don't think <laughs> yeah. our house is big enough. I don't know how we would make that work. Where would you fit one? <laughs> Where would you fit one? We have a small three-bedroom house. We've got three girls. It's already cramped. I've got too many guitars and too much stuff and nothing fits in the house already, but it's what we've got. We That's prayed right. for a house. We, we poured our requests out to God. We had friends praying for our house, and I believe that it was a miraculous way that we ended up getting the house in our price bracket because it just seemed to be – just too good to, mm. to be real. Offer after offer, we got knocked back over and over again. Yeah. And then our home that we live in now, we asked our friends to pray because we've been praying for ourselves and we were just like, we're just not getting anywhere. We need more prayer power on this. Yeah. We asked our friends to pray on the Wednesday. On the Thursday, the house got listed. On the Friday, we had an appointment. We were the second to have an appointment. Yeah. The first person did not show up for who knows what reason. We bought that house at the price they were selling it for. That day. That day. Yeah. Yeah. We had our offer accepted and, yeah, we moved in shortly after. So it might not be the dream house, but it's the house that I believe God had for us. Yeah, the house that God provided for us that we needed because at that time I was eight months pregnant. (laughs) Well, that's right. We had a very short window, didn't we? Because we were going from being a two-income family with one kid. Two kids. Two kids. Yeah. That's right. Yes, I've got to remember how many kids we had. We were going from being a two-income family with two kids to a one-income family with three kids, which was going to mean that we were going to lose our the loan that we'd been approved for. So we had this limited window right before you were about to take leave to have our third little girl. Yeah, because less money and more kids doesn't look great on paper. That's right. So we needed to get into somewhere, and we had a deposit, and we were ready to go, but we were stuck. We were in a gridlock with trying to find something before some other person who had more money to offer could pay for a house. And, and you know what? Our house isn't a glorious house. We've tried to tidy it up. We do what we can to it, but it's not an amazing house. And back when we were renting, we never would have lived in that house. No. Because when we were renting, we were like, oh, there's so many houses. We need a four-bedroom house with a brand-new bathroom. We need an ensuite. We need this and that. Double garage. Double garage, mm. all that stuff you need when you're renting. But when you're buying, it's more like, well, we'll just get the best that we can get. And it's totally changed our perspective on what we actually need. When you go from renting to owning, it totally shifts your mindset on what do I need to actually live well with my family. Yeah. And, and I think we've made – and we love our house. Yeah. Because it's full of love and it's full of noise and it's full of fun. And we make it a home. And when Scripture talks about houses, the only time that it talks about a house with many rooms is, is when it talks about God's house. Jesus says, my father's house has many rooms. I'm going to build a place for you and come back and get you because Jesus is talking about preparing a place for us in heaven. And the Bible talks about the homes that we live in, the place that we live in now. It is not our final home. It is a place that we are transitioning through on our way to the destination of being with the Lord when he will make the earth new and we will live again with him. 
That's right. Yeah, and I think sometimes we lose perspective on that because of, well, let's be honest, we live in a world that's full of consumerism that tells us that what we have isn't enough and what we need is more. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And I guess the whole thing is it's 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 fine to have your dream wedding. It's mm. okay. Like if you're in a position to have your dream wedding, have your dream wedding. Mm. If you're in a position to have your dream home, have your dream home. But most importantly, the thing that you need to strive for beyond those two things is to have the dream relationship, to have mm. the best possible life you can with your family, with your yeah, spouse. Absolutely. Yeah. And if you want to be married and you've been – living in a de facto relationship or you've been putting off a wedding because you think, gee, I can't afford it, I can't do what I want, I can't have the dream, it's not going to be as good as such and such as wedding, just do it. Find a way to make it happen because marriage is awesome. I highly recommend it. And I just really believe that God wants to bless you abundantly in a loving long-term marriage relationship with the right person. Yeah, totally agree. Yeah. And we've met people who've been putting it off and been like, oh, I just, I really can't afford it. But there never really is a right time. Never really is the perfect time. Play for the perfect time, never get anything done. That's right. Yep. It's true for a lot of things. Mm. So we have loved being with you again this afternoon. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for joining us. And we'll be back again next week with more of The Marriage Project here on Faith FM. Faith FM.